and welcome to Art Rebound, the podcast exploring stories of resilience from the creative frontline. I'm Susan Maddox, artist, designer, and your host, as we get into the lives and careers of incredible artists. We'll be taking inspiration from the inevitable ups and downs of their journeys and the ways in which they nurture their own creative resilience. I hope these stories will inspire you and maybe even help you on your own creative path. Let's get into today's episode. launching the podcast. And this is the original concept, actually, was people who have made a big career shift. And, you know, as we do, of course, I'm interested in that because that's what I did. And so, yeah, I'm just interested in like how people do it and what effect it has and sort of the result of all that. And and then also like kind of like what it takes to keep going once you've made this like decision to do this. Today, we have Liz Robb, who is a textile artist, and she's coming on to talk about her big shift from a career in fashion on the East Coast to becoming a textile artist here in Los Angeles. Hi, Liz. Yeah. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. I'm so happy that you're here to talk today. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Um. So, yeah, I'm really curious to hear about how you made your career shift. And as I understand it, you were doing uh, fashion textiles on the East Coast. Is that right? Can you tell me, tell us a little bit about like what you were doing before and kind of get us up to speed on all of that? Yeah, well, my undergrad degree is in fashion design. So I studied fashion and moved to New York um, and started working for American Eagle doing men's design. So I was working there and doing wovens and kind of you get very specialized in in mm. corporate fashion, at least. So mm -hmm. I was doing that for a few years. And before that, I was had dabbled in children's wear and worked at Gymboree in San Francisco for a few months. And I kind of had dabbled within a few different genres of fashion. Then I was doing men's. Um, and after being in New York for a while, I kind of was ready for a pivot into sweaters and knits mm -hmm. for women's. Um, and sometimes it can be hard to jump categories like that. So uh -huh. I got the opportunity to do that at Land's End Canvas, which was their younger demographic line. So mm -hmm. they were, had, were just launching it. And so they hired me to start that program, which is in Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, wow. So, uh -huh. Yeah. So I moved to Madison from New York, and that was a big shift and started doing women's cut and sew knits and sweaters and um, really loved that and kind of building it from the fiber up. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I started volunteering on a farm every weekend and oh, wow. was helping them process the fleeces. So kind of caring from the sheep from the lambing season through like fall and shearing and processing the fleeces and dyeing and turning them into yarn, spinning yarns. So that sounds I pretty kinda, amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. I spent most of my weekends doing that and um, just diving deeper into the fiber part of things. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah, that kind of sparked my joy of having my hand on the material because I was uh -huh. always a hand knitter and I did like a lot of things on the side in fashion. So I would do like mm. these bespoke knits and sell them through a friend's boutique. And I kind of always did that while I was working my corporate design jobs. Oh, so, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
and um well I guess I was so, also wondering like yeah. what was it that drew you to this um in the first place well I think it's it spawned from fashion and me mm-hmm. making clothes and doing them do you know knitting things and having it done by hand and I just really loved getting back into the making of it and the mm-hmm. higher and higher up in design I got the less you got to even really design it was more managing so I wanted right. to get back to the the fiber and the 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 hand making of the thing and then I put together a portfolio and applied to graduate school um I thought maybe I would be a specialist in fashion in textiles mm-hmm. um but decided to try my hand at you know, doing the fine art part full time. Mm-hmm. So I kind of bought myself the two years in graduate school to really have fun and learn and research and discover that other side of me that I kind of put to the back burner because design felt more of uh, more practical and mm-hmm. um, yeah. So it was kind of a risky move for me to quit my job, go back to school, and then after school. Um, I moved to San Francisco and started my business as a fine artist. So that's kind of, that was the goal. And so I worked very random side jobs. I was a Lyft driver, an Uber driver. I delivered mm-hmm. food. I kind of did all these side hustles to make, to make it into my studio and do the work. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. And how long were you um, in San Francisco doing that before you came down to LA? I was in San Francisco three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long did you did it really take you to kind of get on your feet with um, the fine art uh, work that you were doing? I mean, I'd say I'm still. <laughs> I think I'm still feeling very baby. I hail that. <laughs> totally hear that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, what what a learning curve and so humbling. I think it, the humbling part really is what has made me a better person too. Kind of, mm-hmm. you know, and relying on myself and. Um, making it happen for me. The time management part was a big learning curve for me because it was kind of like the societal norm of, you know, working from nine to five. And I did have to do that for so long that it was kind of a new pivot for me to see how I could fit my studio work into my current schedule and how that all evolves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But Yeah, it is much more complex to have to sort of balance all of those things and to have energy to actually do your work too. Yeah, yeah. And it was, I felt, it felt like it took about two years maybe and, or yeah, or longer for me to kind of even get the confidence and just like, I am an artist, I'm doing this full time and kind of just, you know, it's like perfecting your elevator speech to people. It was kind of like, I felt like an imposter for a long time. So Mm -hmm. it kind of just faded, I think with practice and just continuing to work. So Mm -hmm. I think that's what got me out of that. Are there any other sort of deliberate things that you've done to kind of keep yourself going when it gets really hard like that? Well, I am a big advocate of therapy. So I, that's am, a good one. You know, yeah. I, <laughs> mental health is really important, especially, mm-hmm. you know, I think I have a lot of like, I'm building my artist community, but a lot of my family and friends didn't really understand what I was doing necessarily, or hadn't really gone down that path. So I have had a few mentors, which have been amazing and just finding people mm-hmm. along the way to help support me in, in the artist's way, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's Julia Cameron. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of the artist's way also. <laughs> so I do my morning pages that really has kept me 
going to for years. Um, uh-huh. It's really uh-huh. important to me. So that's yeah. another tool I really like. It's a good one. Helped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's so hard. It's so challenging, right? To try to do it all yourself all of a sudden. So yes, having support and then finding these things that you can kind of rely on that you do daily. So important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you feel differently? Like, how do you feel differently about the work that you do now, as opposed to the work that you were doing when you were working in fashion? Uh, I feel like the work that I do now really comes from me and it's kind of, you can't really hide behind anything. It's kind of just my work is coming directly channeling through me and with Mm -hmm. design, it felt more um, client-based, you know, kind of like I, you can read your, like who you're designing for. And it's always kind of working into those parameters. And this was kind of like doing it for me, if Mm -hmm. that makes, you know, Mm -hmm. sense. How do you balance that working with people doing commission work or doing custom work like that? Like, how does that work for you? Yeah. Well, I think my design background does help me with working with clients and Mm -hmm. doing commissions because it is more of a design kind of split versus me creating things that I want to create on my own for art for art's sake, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I do enjoy a challenge of working within parameters. It's like kind of goes to my you know, liking some rules, I guess, in some mm-hmm. ways. So um, I've just, I've kind of shifted my thinking with commissions to a positive spin instead of like, well, they want this in green and it needs to be this dimension. But, it, you know, but using that as a parameter is kind of allows me to explore my work differently and see it a lot differently. And maybe it's colors I never would have tried or thought of or sizes. A lot of times it's kind of been exploded in scale. And I was like, wow, I hadn't thought of that. So it really does um, challenge me to think about my work in different ways. So I do really like it for that. I love that. I've totally found that too, which was actually very surprising to me because I thought it would be much more sort of prescriptive, you know, but I totally hear what you're saying about that, that it it can actually kind of like open up possibilities for me that I hadn't considered, which is really exciting. Yeah, Um, it is. mm -hmm. It is really exciting. Mm. It's really, it makes me still, I mean, I'm very grateful that people want to work with me to create, you know, a one of a kind piece for their home that they have envisioned or, you know, mm-hmm. based off of my work. So that's really special and really exciting. Mm-hmm. How do people usually find you to do to do custom work? I think a lot of it is through interior designers and um, art consultants. So I work mm-hmm. with those produ- those people predominantly to place work either in hotels or in residential um, settings. Mm-hmm. But they kind of I feel like it's a little elusive and I always ask how people find me and it's, they're kind of like, well, I don't know, just online or Instagram (laughs) or, and it's like, okay. So hard Mm -hmm. for me to tell like what I should be, you know, you know, where people find me, but I think a lot of it's three points of contact. It's like maybe Mm -hmm. Instagram and the website and maybe they heard, maybe my name popped up from somewhere else. You know, I think it's just kind of a, Mm a mixture of things. Yeah, I've actually found that to yeah. be very true too. It's not it's not just one place, and yeah, yeah. you can't just just put a finger on it. Yeah, <laughs> or complex. Yeah. It's actually, I think a lot of times it comes down to kind of like a web of connections, right? Which is kind of what you're saying. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. 
where people see mm-hmm. your work, hear about you, and then it, it pops up at the right time. And it's, yeah. yeah, it's, it's a complicated thing, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Was there and anything people else? People come out of the woodwork with like three years later. And it's like, I saw your work at this thing in Savannah. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay. And it was like kind of now that it came full circle that they reached out. So just never know. That's interesting. And I, yes, and I've actually found that to be very true too, that it could take years Yeah. <laughs> or you make contact with somebody and then like a few years later, end up working with them. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it? Um, I'm always surprised by that because it seems like such a vast amount of time, but um, people remember and it takes a long time sometimes for things to come around to where it's appropriate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Well, I'm curious as to whether you ha- would have like one piece of advice for people who want to go into doing what you're doing now and make that kind of a, a big career move like you did. Yeah, well, I think being brave and vulnerable and kind of just being real with yourself, I think it all is, it's, you know, comes from within for me at least, instead of, you know, I can be influenced by outside thoughts or, you know, like the imposter part or just, you know, you see people on Instagram doing cool things and you're like, oh man, I'm behind or something. It kind of like, I have to rein it back in and just like focus on me and what I believe in and what I'm wanting to put my energy towards. And I think it's just Mm -hmm. sitting in that and just, yeah, the bravery, courage Mm -hmm. from yourself for yourself. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So last thing, what is coming up for you? What's what are you working on? What's going on in the studio? Yeah, well, I'm working on a really exciting commission right now. Um where I am weaving a large weaving that'll be about seven feet by sixteen feet, uh, which is the largest in scale <laughs> I've ever done. Wow. <laughs> and um, it's being bronzed and turned into a water feature for a residential client in San Francisco. So I'm kind of working in all new ways with this, which has been a really great challenge um, for me logistically and just uh, mentally, I guess. So in working with landscape architects, which I've never worked with before, and kind of working in a way that's not soft it's turning into bronze so it's hard and it's you know we had to design it to have the water sparkle over the weaving which you know I hadn't thought of before so it's really uh been exciting and I yeah I it just got greenlit so I'm really excited to share that it'll be happening in some capacity this year so it's so exciting yeah yeah Congratulations. I can't wait to see more about that. That sounds really amazing. Yeah. I'm excited. Mm. Cool. A new challenge. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) New horizons, right? Opening the possibilities for sure. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, thank you so much, Liz. It was great to talk to you. Thank you very um, much for having me. Thank you for listening to today's episode make sure to subscribe so you never miss one if you're enjoying these conversations it really helps spread the word when you rate and review a podcast 
I'd love you to help me share these inspiring journeys with more people all over the world. If you'd like to get in touch with me or learn more about my work, you can find me at SusanMaddoxStudio.com or on Instagram at SusanMaddoxStudio. Do join us again for more stories of resilience from the creative frontline here on Art Rebound with me, Susan Maddox. Goodbye.